episode 81 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Well, my name is Cameron Chulak. I'm the Vice President of Marketing and Industry Relations for Professional Pilot of Tomorrow. I've had the pleasure of serving with the organization for the past couple of years uh, through a variety of roles. I deal with pretty much anything that relates to the PPOT brand, the Professional Pilots of Tomorrow brand. So any, any way that we re- interact with the public and with other industry organizations and developing those relationships to help the public and, and the other organizations within the industry understand what we're about and how they can benefit from us and how how we can all help each other thrive within the uh, aviation industry. Uh, about me personally, I'm a regional airline pilot. I'm a first officer for a regional airline. For been doing that for the past several years, and before that, uh, gained a variety of experience as a flight instructor and a, a contract professional pilot as well. What is going on, Avi Nation? Welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams, and I am your host. Have you ever heard me talk about how important it is to have a mentor? Just be like, Justin, I don't have a mentor. Like, I really wish I had one, but I just haven't found the right mentor for me. Well, this is a resource for you. I am talking with professional pilots of tomorrow, and their whole job is to provide a mentor service for professional pilots of tomorrow. So if you're interested in a mentor, want to have a mentor to help guide you through this crazy, crazy aviation career that we call our own, then go ahead and check out Professional Pilots of Tomorrow. There's some great insights in this podcast. I hope you all truly enjoy it. And like always, check out our website, pilotthepilothq.com to find all the links. Leave us a review on iTunes. Aviation, I hope you enjoy this episode. So without any further ado, here's Professional Pilots of Tomorrow. Cameron, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Pilot to Pilot podcast. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. And uh, as you mentioned in your interview, you kind of do some cool stuff. You, um, you're helping out the future generation, trying to figure out and navigate their way into getting into this amazing career that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. So Professional Pilots of Tomorrow is really founded upon helping pilots make those really important early career decisions uh, that have a much more profound impact on somebody's career in the aviation industry than they do in a lot of other industries. So um, Professional Pilots of Tomorrow was started with that in mind to, to help pair newer up-and-coming pilots up with more experienced seasoned pilots, especially those in the airline industry, to help those up-and-coming pilots get the help that they need to, to make real solid uh, early career decisions. Where would you say that kind of the, the, the original idea came from? Was it just a, a bunch of pilots coming together, thinking about the, the resources and what they wish they had when they were doing their training? That, that actually sums it up pretty well. The, the three, our three founders, John, Mark, and Vest, they kind of came together with the idea that um, it would be awesome if up-and-coming pilots had a means to connect with more experienced pilots and to get uh, good guidance and really unbiased guidance. Because that's one of the big things that we see people struggle with in the aviation industry is that they need help and they realize that they need help, but then they don't really know where to get that help uh, and especially get unbiased help. Uh, pilots, we can be a very opinionated bunch and and our opinion might not be what's best for somebody else. So that's one of the awesome things about PPOT is that a core tenant of our organization is remaining totally unbiased in everything that we do. Um, so rather be helping a, mem- a member choose a flight school or anywhere all the way up to choosing a regional airline, we're never going to inject and our, our mentors will never inject their own personal opinion into things. It's always going to be them taking 
an assessment of the situation and of our members' situation and see, and helping guide them to make their own educated decision. We're right. really helping them make a decision. We're not in any way making the decision for them. Right. And then, but uh, the same t- course of that, though, I'm sure if someone had kind of an experience, that's something helpful they could say, be like, hey, like, yeah, ATP says you can do this, but in my previous experience or what we've seen, so they still give advice in that way, but kind of giving them a full truth of what they're getting into, right? Absolutely. And that, that's one of the great benefits is that we, in the over 1,500 members we have, we have a lot of different experiences that we can draw from. And if a mentee, one of our members might have a question about a flight, a certain flight school, their mentor might happen to have experience with that flight school. But if not, there's a real good chance that they can connect them with another member within the organization that has experience. So that's that's one of the biggest benefits of the organization is not just the individual experiences that our mentors can draw on, but tapping into the entire network of pilots um, that they can that they can reach out to if they have a specific question about something. So ab- absolutely, drawing on those experiences is a big part of of the benefit of those mentee-mentee relationships. Okay. So who who is this organization necessarily for? Is it just for someone that hasn't started yet and wants to start? Or can it be for someone that's even on a level of like, hey, like I'm, I want to be a regional airline pilot. Like I have this many hours. Help me choose a regional to go to for a flow to a major or what corporate department should I go to? Kind of, is this for every pilot up until like you are at the job of your dreams? Yeah, it is people in all of those situations that you just described and anyone in between. Um, we see a, a pretty good number of our members, I would say, are lower time, less experienced pilots who are just kind of getting their feet wet, uh, might be exploring it as a possible career or especially a second career. We get a lot of career change members. Um, and then we also get people who join the organization when they're actually in the process of applying to the regional airlines or or whatever um, big step they're taking in their career. Um, so we we see people all across that spectrum. There, there's really no time that is better than another to join the organization. Any time where, where you're looking for some good guidance in your career, uh, rather it be taking that first step in, into how to just figure out how to get connected to do a discovery flight or, or all the way up through preparing for a regional airline interview, making an educated choice on a regional or, or even something above a regional airline, um, if, if it would be a low-cost carrier major, something like that. So there, there's really no, no specific time and and they're all good times to get connected. Cool. Is this something that's free or is it something that you, they char- you charge for and you have to pay for? It is totally free. That's one of the biggest things that we pride ourselves on is we always have and always will be free. Um, we don't want there to be any kind of cost involved in this. And, and obviously when money gets involved, that can expose bias and things. Um, so, so we want it to be something that, that is accessible to everybody. Um, so that, that's always been one of our core tenets is, is to remain a free service. And, and we provide, or excuse me, we survive solely on uh, the donations and the kindness of our members and some other organizations to, to cover our operational costs. So people never have to worry about owing the organization any money or, or it being a paid service or anything like that. Cool. So yeah, I was going to be my next question is, if it is a free service, how do you guys keep the power running? How do you make sure everything comes? But uh, I guess that makes sense with you get some donations from someone that really appreciated your service and then they kind of help give back or they can either donate money or their time to help you out as well. Exactly. Both of those are great ways. We're a 501c3 registered in New York. So all, all the donations that are made to us are, are tax deductible. Um, so, so people do get that small benefit. Um, but that, that, like you said, that's the biggest 
thing that, that we see is, is people who appreciate the service and organizations who have, have formed good partnerships with us. Um, th- those people show their appreciation in return with uh, a monetary donation. And, and we have received other sorts of donations. We've been able to run some sweepstakes um, by receiving products uh, that are in-kind donations from successful organization, aviation companies. Um, and we run sweepstakes that help generate funds for your organization. So we use a lot of different creative ways of, of, of keeping the lights on, as you said, without having to transfer that, that financial burden to our members. Right. No, definitely. And that's, that's, that's something that's really cool. Cause like you said, when money comes into the picture, like if you start accepting money from like, say a regional airline really likes it and they want you to push their airline or flight school wants you to push their flight school, like this can keep you, like you said, no bias at all. And you have no agenda, no hidden agenda. It's truly just to help the aviator out and help them or help guide them to make the choice that's best for them. Absolutely. And we, we've had to turn down a lot of money from a lot of generous <laughs> people, such as the regional airlines who, who want to do exactly that. Um, and, and that's one of the first conversations that we have to have with them is that we're, we're willing to, to work with you, but it, we can't accept any kind of, of monetary donations and do anything that, that's going to create any sort of bias. So we, we actually have kept our distance pretty well from a lot of the regional airlines and such because it is a very competitive recruiting environment out there the the regional airlines especially are looking for any kind of of leg up on on the rest of the regional competition so the in our experience so far we've we've kind of kept our distance there and uh we just because it's what's in the best interest of our members uh we see within the organization that's really the biggest decision that most of our our members end up having to make is what airline they want to fly for um, as their first big professional flying job. Uh, so we just don't want that to even be in the back of people's mind yeah. that that we might be be showing favoritism towards one organization or another. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys also work with pilots that necessarily don't want to go to the airlines? Maybe someone that wants to fly for a NetJet or just a corporate department? Absolutely. We recognize that the airlines aren't for everybody. So we have a segment of our organization as well and a group of mentors who are at or other organizations um, because we want people to feel like they can explore that career path. Um, the, the regionals aren't necessarily for most people better than, than a 135 or fractional or corporate job, whatever it may be. So a- absolutely, we have those resources in place for people to explore those options and to get mentorship from pilots who, who are in and have taken that avenue. Gotcha. Yeah, it's cool. Because like one of the things I've loved about the podcast is I've just been able to highlight and learn about all the ways that you can either build your time or ways that you can find a career in aviation. And it doesn't have to be with the airlines. And I feel like a lot of times there's this kind of old uh, adage and stigma out there that you're not a real pilot unless you're an airline pilot. So I think it's cool that you guys are also helping other people. Like, hey, I mean, like if you don't want to work for an airline, there's always this side. Or you can go fly beavers in Alaska and make like, I don't know, not nearly as much as an airline pilot, but go have a lot of fun flying. So there's so many ways that you can enjoy this career. So that's really cool. Yeah, that, that's one thing that a lot of our members actually have that realization while they're they're in the mentorship process with us is they'll come into the organization thinking, oh, I, I have to fly for the airlines or I really want to fly for the airlines, whatever mindset they might be in. And then after working with a mentor for a couple of years and having all those conversations and, and finding out what kind of flying they really enjoy doing, that's not to say a lot of our, our mentees don't end up becoming airline pilots because they they find out that is what they really want to do. Um, but that's what's awesome about having a mentor and having somebody that you can connect with one-on-one is that y- you get to bounce those ideas off of people. You get to hear about their experiences. You get to to network throughout the great organization and, f- and hear about all these different experiences 
and, and really find your niche and, and what makes you click and, and what you're going to enjoy doing for, for what's hopefully a long and prosperous career. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's say I am, I don't know, 18 years old. I'm going into college. I hit you guys up. I'm like, Hey, I'm really interested in becoming a pilot. Like these are the schools I'm choosing from kind of walk me through like my career and walk me through like conversations that we would have to help find out what's best for me. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this right now that would be in that position and they would kind of be interested to see how it actually works before they actually sign up for it or something like that. So kind of, if we can do like a little scenario, that could be pretty helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a loaded question, but to, to just <laughs> touch on some of the the highlights, you're th- our mentors actually go through training um, when when they join the organization as pilot mentors. So they they take some advice from us and and tap in the experiences of of the organization to to learn how to ask the right questions and to make sure that that they're remaining as unbiased as possible. So if if you're an 18 year old pilot coming to us and have and having to make that decision of what university you want to attend or what not even necessarily university, what path you want to take in your flight training, you're, the first thing most of our mentors are going to do is find out more about yourself. They're going to find out more about your background, where you've, where you've come from, where you want to go, and, and what your ideal path is to get there. Um, and, and start with that. And then they're going to ask you uh, hopefully some more in-depth questions about what your learning style is, how what kind of motivation you have. And um, if you've already have kind of a flight training history, then that might be relevant to, to learn about, to, to direct you on the, on the best path forward from there. Um, and obviously when it comes to picking something like a flight school or a university, that's, that's kind of a, a big can of worms to open there. There's a lot of different topics that, that come into play there. But um, in the end, the mentor is going to do their best job to get to know you, to understand your situation um, and, and ask the questions that they need to get that information to direct you on the best path. Um, and from there, they're going to work with you to, to kind of map out a plan and execute a plan um, to make sure that that you can get from point A to point B successfully. So it, it just to kind of recap the process, and, and this goes for any kind of decision-making situation. It might be with with a younger, inexperienced pilot or, or somebody who's thinking about making a career change. It, it's going to start with developing that relationship. You, you, the mentee and the mentor are getting comfortable with each other um, and, and learning about each other. And then from there, finding out... Um, what your goals are and, and developing a, a plan of what's the best path to get to those goals. Right. And goals obviously change because I, as I was going through my training, I was always focused on being an airline pilot. And then I kind of realized I loved the GA side and 135 and 91 side. So as that person's or say me as an applicant, my goals change. Would I get a different mentor as I'm going through the program or would I stay with the same, same mentor the whole time? It could actually happen either way. It, it kind of depends on the situation. Um, we want you to be paired up with a mentor who you're going to benefit the most from. So you might start, the large majority of our mentors are regional airline pilots or, or have progressed to, to other airlines. Um, so a lot of them are very familiar with that side of the world. And um, the good thing about that is, though, that they're, because of that, most of them have come, have a very thorough background in aviation flight training and, and, and aviation in general. So although somebody might have taken a specific path, say at the university path, and then become a flight instructor and then a regional airline pilot, just because they took that path doesn't 
mean that's going to be the only path that they're familiar with. Um, most of our mentors are well-rounded enough to where they do have knowledge in a lot of the other paths and a lot of the other segments of the industry. Um, but that's not to say that if somebody's not quite getting what they want with the relationship with my mentor, we absolutely can pair them up with a mentor who is in the sector of the industry that that they're most interested in, um, whether it be a geographical complication or, or just a, a sector of the industry kind of thing. We can get them paired up with somebody who is absolutely aligned with their goals and can and really has the the expertise to, to help them make the best decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And what does the mentorship communication process look like? Is it through phone calls, Skype? Is it through video conferencing calls or emails? Is it kind of text message, like however you want to communicate? It's up to the, the mentor and the mentee or is it kind of a base guideline? Absolutely. It's up to them. We want this to be as uh, as convenient as possible for both the mentor and the mentee. So uh, obviously the, the mentee's preference is usually going to take priority because um, we want this is our service to them. So um, we're going to do what's ever the most convenient for, for our members. And, and we like giving them the flexibility of communicating however they want. We realize that, especially in the aviation industry, there's a lot of different lifestyles out there and, and restricting people to a certain type of communication or communication pattern, whatever it may be, wouldn't really benefit anybody. So we, we want the lines of communication to be as open as possible. So however the mentor and the, and the mentee see fit is, is really the way that we want them to go. Uh, we, frequently see that to be via text and, and calls and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But it really runs the gamut as to what people use. Like you said, some people do FaceTime and, and do use video conferencing. And, and then you'll see other pairs that will communicate almost exclusively over text. So really, really whatever matches up best with their lifestyles. Yeah, for sure. And that's kind of like we talked about earlier. It's like you, you work with career changers. So that could be someone that's in their 30s, maybe in their 40s, or it could be someone that wants to get this done really fast. And th- there's a wide varying range of kind of technical and um, their ability to communicate using text messages or email or phone calls or, I don't know, written letters. <laughs> like You don't know who you're going to be dealing with. So their, their ability to communicate and their preference of communication can definitely change based on the clientele. Exactly. And that's one thing that we cover when with our mentors when we onboard them is, is to understand that as a mentor, you're going to be dealing with people in all walks of life and all different lifestyles. So our, our mentors will never pigeonhole somebody into communicating a certain way and into that relationship taking place in a certain way. It'll, it'll, it will always be sure to hear the mentee out and, and make sure that we accommodate them and, and make sure that we're doing everything we can to, uh, to keep them comfortable and to, and to make sure that that communication always exists. Yeah, for sure. It's a, uh, sounds like a great process and it sounds like something that pretty much anyone can benefit from. Like, I don't really see a reason why it wouldn't be a good idea to have a mentor, have someone show you the ropes because I mean, I've talked about many podcasts I've done before. Every single job that I've had has been through either one of my mentors or a friend that I've known, just the connections that I've made. So this can even open up to have the ability for you to have more mentors in different areas. Or maybe if you're shy and you don't want to go up and talk to someone or or if you don't want to go to the, the airport, sit there all the time to, to create a mentor and to, to find that friend that can help you out. You have this online service that you can just sign up and you can kind of be placed and you can kind of have someone can kind of push you forward a little bit, if that makes sense. Exactly. We professional pilots of tomorrow is is a pilot network of over fifteen hundred members, um, and I would say our our network spans much wider than that. 
um, there we we've touched uh, been in touch with and and networked with a lot more people than just our our fifteen hundred plus members and and that's one of the awesome benefits of the organization is that as you you become friends with these people and and you interact with these people your personal network is going to grow exponentially. Um, our organization represents itself at a lot of the the job fairs and career fairs and industry expos and all those sorts of things and we're able to connect with a lot of the industry leaders and we're able to get our members who are there also connected with these people. So it happens both online and in person. Um, and there's been countless numbers of, of times where we've seen a member come up th- through the program and be mentored. And over the course of a couple years, we've seen them make these connections. And as you said, because of the connections that they've made, they've opened up opportunities for themselves that they didn't even know existed before then. So that that's definitely one of the awesome benefits is that it, this opens up so many different avenues that you might not have even known existed uh, and that might not be available to somebody who's not quite as well connected. Uh, I always like to say that aviation's the biggest small industry there is or the smallest biggest industry there is, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, th- the point being that it's a very tight-knit community that depends a lot on the interpersonal relationships and people's word of mouth recommendations and those sorts of things. So if you have a chance to get yourself in that situation where you have those strong connections and, and to where you have a, a great professional network, you're putting yourself in an awesome place professionally uh, because you're you're going to see those opportunities. And when somebody thinks, oh, I, I have this awesome opening for, for some sort of contract pilot, um, they might they might not want to put that job opening just out on the web um, because they never know who who's going to apply. And, and that's that's a whole nother process for them. But when they refer to their own professional network, um, then you might have an opportunity like that that you might not have if, if you weren't networking professionally and, and weren't as well connected. Absolutely. And uh, I've talked to people before that have kind of job listings. And a lot of times those jobs are filled or they don't even need to go to a job listing because those jobs get filled by word of mouth. They get filled by friends of friends. They get filled by people that know someone that's currently in that job. So like we kind of just talk about the tie it all together. It's like the more people you know and the bigger your kind of little black book of aviation friends is, is going to help you out in the long run. Exactly. And one of the awesome programs that Professional Pilots of Tomorrow has that touches exactly on that is what we call our low time networking program. Uh, because one of the things that we realize that's super tough for people who are less experienced pilots and maybe you're a newly minted commercial certificate pilot. Um, a lot of times you're not going to meet the minimum, basic minimums for a lot of companies, whether it be because of their insurance requirements or just because they, they can be selective or, or whatever it might be. You might have 250 hours in a commercial certificate, but that a lot of companies might want five or 700 hours and, and some time in some different airplanes or whatever it may be. So we realized that, especially for people who want to take a route other than the traditional flight instructor route, finding that, that first flying job can be really tough. So we developed what we call the low time networking program, which takes pilots who are a lot of times that 250 hour newly minted commercial pilot and connects them with companies who can benefit from employing pilots like that. Uh, and really the types of flying that they do really run all across the spectrum. Uh, we have we have skydiving companies, we have aerial mapping companies, we have a lot of freight companies, we even have some 135s and, and some fractionals in there as well. So we, because these companies place their trust in PPOT, because they trust that we do a good job mentoring our members and, and developing our members and, and 
and helping those companies kind of screen them, um, that they are more comfortable with the kind of pilot that they're getting, even though they're less experienced and, and only have, say, 250 hours than 500 hours. So that's a program that we've seen be very successful and help a lot of people who don't want to go the traditional flight instructor route get their foot in the door uh, at a really solid flying job at, at a much lower experience level than than they might be required to be at if, if they weren't connected with that program and through PPOT. Yeah, that's great. Is there the only issue I get to with that is there's a lot of kind of sketchy companies that want to hire people with 250 hours. Is there any vetting done on your part to make sure that you place them into maybe a place that does pretty good maintenance or just make sure they run like a good operation? Because I mean, I'm sure you remember when you're building time, like a lot of people let you fly, but it might not be the situation you want to put yourself in. Yeah, absolutely. Just we would never want to put one of our members in a situation that we personally wouldn't want to be in or or we would never want to see another member of the organization be in. So absolutely, when we bring on a company at, to the low time networking program, we're going to do vetting of our own. We're going to make sh- sure that, that they're a reputable organization and that they're taking care of the pilots that we send to them uh, and vice versa. So we're, we're constantly evaluating those relationships and there's a lot of work that goes in to those relationships before they start um, to make sure that both PPOT and the company are on board and, and understand what what we're trying to achieve here, which is to, to put these lower time pilots in a good um, experience building situation. And as you said, if it's a company that has sketchy maintenance or or the management isn't necessarily agreeable or something like that, that's obviously not a company that we're going to bring into the program because that's setting people up for failure. Uh, and the last thing we'd want is for somebody to be a member of PPOT for a couple of years and receive all this awesome uh, mentorship and networking and be in a really good spot after a couple of years of hard work and then have their, their first professional flying job just kind of sidetrack their career. So Scare them absolutely. To death, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that's not fun for anybody. And especially when you're a lower time pilot, the last thing you want to get out there and, and, and have a bad first experience uh, as a professional aviator. So, so absolutely. That's definitely in the forefront of our mind when we make those decisions and, and when we assess organizations for that program. Would you say that's a normal route that a lot of the pilots that you're mentoring now want to go down? Because I went the kind of not the the normal way. I was aerial survey, then I went freight, and now I'm at a fractional company. But would you say most people when they come to you are like, I do not want to flight instruct, or do you think it's about 50-50? I wouldn't know exactly what the breakdown is. I, I would see there are definitely a large faction of the people who don't want to go the flight instructor route. Uh, and especially as we see today's aviation industry get more competitive in terms of pilot hiring, a lot of opportunities that wouldn't have been available to people 5, 10, 15 years ago are now available to today's low-time pilots. Um, so we are in this awesome situation where people can do what they truly love and, and truly want to do. Um, because we... A lot of us have been there. We've had that flight instructor who was just there hours building and, and had no real interest in in their students and, and what was going on and was totally zoned out um, and, and having a negative impact on other people's aviation careers. So abs- absolutely, we there's that fraction of people who realize that, hey, I'm maybe this isn't my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't want to 
to, to be forced into doing this for 750 or, or 1250 hour, hour, many hours it may be. So we're seeing, I would say more and more people as time goes on, explore those other routes. Uh, and a lot of those sectors of the industry are expanding. You're seeing a lot of the freight feeders and, and the, the fractionals and, and 135 people, a lot of those operations are expanding and, and therefore being forced into a situation where they're having to explore hiring lower time people. Um, and I think it's good for everybody because for, for lower time pilots to get that experience in a controlled environment it is awesome. You, you learn so much. I know when I had my first professional flying job, I was doing some flight instruction, but then I was also doing contract um, flying as well for non-pilot owners of aircraft. So it was very line style flying. Um, and not only was it a lot of fun and a good change of pace from flight instructing, you learned a lot. Uh, so So it's... While flight instructing serves its purpose, and, and I know personally a lot of, of airlines and aviation companies do love to see you have that flight instructor certificate and some experience as a flight instructor, that other experience that you can gain through other types of, of operations and flying is also super valuable to them as well. Definitely. No, I totally agree. There's a lot of uh, knowledge that you can gain by going out and get some real world experience, you know, like how to talk to the, the line guy to get fuel and how to figure out how to get home and all that kind of stuff. So it definitely helps in staying on the pattern. But like you said, too, there's a lot of benefits to being a CFI. So it's there's not one route better than the other. It's just whatever is tailored best toward you and think that you'll get you to the job that you want faster. Exactly. And that's where an organization like PPOT comes into play is because you might have to make a decision like that very early on in your career when you're a, a 200 or 250 hour pilot is you might have to think, okay, I've got my commercial certificate. Now do I go get my multi add on? Do I try to jump into into some sort of, of freight feeder or, or fractional or whatever it may be? Or should I Go get my flight instructor certificate and and jump into that world and and gain some experience instructing. And, and there's no single good answer for for anybody. Uh, and a lot of times, making that decision on your own can be pretty challenging. So having an organization behind you like PPOT and and a one-on-one relationship with a mentor to be able to talk through that and really have somebody who knows you well and understands your situation and wants what's best for you to have somebody like that. Um, in your career is is awesome. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely awesome and definitely something that everyone should have access to. So I love that it's free. I love the opportunity to sign up for it. And if maybe one mentor doesn't work out, you have other mentors there to choose from or be placed to have some of that better suits your needs. So that's really, it's really great. Absolutely. How would you say, so someone like me, I'm at a company that I'm, I'm very happy being at. I kind of want to stay here or maybe even someone that has kind of reached their, their goal and kind of the, the, the top of the mountain and they want to give back. How would someone listening to this that wants to give back, get involved with you guys? So there are a few ways. The most common way that we see people give back and get involved with PPOT is become pilot mentors themselves. Uh, a lot of our our members who have been mentees and have progressed up through the organization and have have reached either a, an intermediate goal of theirs or their their ultimate overarching goal, uh, we see those people be real enthusiastic about getting back involved in the organization and giving back as a mentor. Um, especially because the people who see that from from the mentee side, they know how valuable it is to them and, and they really want to pay it forward to the next generation of pilots. So um, that's th- that's probably the biggest way that we see people give back is, is through becoming pilot mentors themselves. Um, now, running an organization of, of over 1,500 members and especially a free one that doesn't benefit from paid staff, there's another side to that too because our organization is powered by over 40 
volunteers who are almost all full-time pilots. Um, so not only are they, are they working a full-time flying schedule, but they also volunteer their time very generously to, to help run the organization. Uh, because as you might imagine, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes uh, in, in terms of, of supporting the infrastructure that, that makes the, the whole process happen. So that's another thing we see for from a lot of the more dedicated people and the, and the people who, who want to make a, a much bigger difference on a larger scale is vo- end up volunteering on our leadership team. Uh, so a lot of the people that have benefited from the organization and even some people who haven't uh, benefited directly from the organization, we, we have some, some people who are our friends and, and um, those sorts of people of members of the organization who have found out about it and they might not... Um, be in a position where they can mentor, be a mentor or don't need the services as a mentee, but still think that PPOT is an awesome cause. We've actually, we actually have some people on the leadership team right now uh, in that situation who are helping us out. So that's, that's another huge way that people can help give back to the organization. Yeah. And I mentioned, you mentioned before when you have someone that wants to be a mentor, they go through some training. Can you talk a little bit about the type of training that you do? Yeah. So it's nothing terrifically exclude excuse me terrifically long or involved mm-hmm. um, we we understand we want to be respectful of people's time we're not going to put you through some three-day intensive course um, but it is a little webinar that talks about the organization we want people to understand what the organization is about understand our uh, vision and mission and values and and so that they know what everything they do they kind of have that in the back of their mind um, and, and then also it talks about their interactions and the mentee-mentee relationship, things to do and not to do. And, and again, reinforcing that core tenant of always remaining unbiased. So we hit on a lot of those big topics um, and, and just, talk, again, talk about the organization and, and really just give them a well-rounded idea of what PPOT is, um, how they're a part of it, and what they can do to better the careers of other pilots. Yeah. And how long would it take from someone sending that initial email of like, hey, I would like to be a mentor and be placed? How long would it take normally or historically for them to go from sending an email to having a mentee and having someone they can mentor? It can all happen pretty quickly. Um, for somebody who's unaffiliated with the organization who comes and submits an interested mentor form and and goes through the training and everything, that can all happen within a week or two. Um, a lot of the, if it kind of depends on what our leadership team's workload is in terms of processing all those submissions, and then also what our needs are in terms of, of pilot mentors, especially right now, we're actually in a great situation where we have more pilot mentors than we have the need for what the pilot mentees. So we have some people that are actually have joined the organization, have completed their training and everything, and are actually waiting for a a pilot mentee to be assigned to them, which might seem kind of weird at first, but that's a great situation to be in because that means as soon as some, a pilot mentee joins the organization and is looking for that mentorship, the process for them to get paired up with somebody is going to be very, very quick. That's going to mean within a week or two of them joining the organization, they're already going to be paired up with that mentor. So uh, we're in that awesome situation right now. But 
uh, again, everything kind of happens over the course of one to two weeks. That just gives our, t- our team time to process all the information. Obviously, they're volunteers. So there's not somebody sitting by the phone nine to five or sitting at the computer nine to five, just constantly processing these. They're so, out there flying four legs a day and trying to, it, <laughs> to do this. Exactly, in a yeah. time. Yeah. So, so when they get to the overnight or whatever it may be, that that's when they're opening up the computer and, and working through the submissions and, and all the other administrative duties. So we do ask for people's understanding there. A, a lot of times people don't hear anything for a couple of days and they think we forgot about them. That's, that's definitely not the case. We, we keep good tabs on everybody. So we, we always know you're there. It just might be a few days before your, your submission makes its, its way through the pipeline. And, and then you hear from a member of our team. Yeah. I know the pain, man. It's hard uh, doing the podcast and responding to every email or DM. It's like, <laughs> you only have so much time in one day when you add flying into it, it makes it even harder. So I totally understand that. And I'm sure every pilot would understand that too. Yeah, we we find our members are are super understanding of it. It's it's and, and we try to manage people's expectations. One of the first things when you submit a form with us is we say it may be a week or so till we get back, but we're going to get back to you. So so definitely for anybody that might go sign up after this, definitely rest rest assured we're we're not going to forget about you. There's it just might take our our volunteers a couple of days while they're out flying to to process everything, but definitely. So tell a little bit about the history of the organization. I know we kind of maybe talked about it before we started recording, but it was started by regional airline pilots and talk about like why they, I know we talked about the original reason, but talk about like the year it was started and kind of how it's grown in the year since it started. Absolutely. So we've experienced some pretty crazy growth over the past few years. Um, Professional Pilots tomorrow was started in 2016, just as a team of three regional airline pilots who saw this void that they wanted to fill in the fact that uh, pilots might not be getting the proper guidance that they need to, to launch a successful aviation career. So John, Mark, and Vess, our three founders, kind of brought their heads together and and thought, okay, what can we come up with to, to solve this problem? Um, and over the course of 2016, they developed what would become known as Professional Pilots of Tomorrow. Um, and over 2016 and early 2017, the organization was, was rather modest. It was only a, a couple hundred members, uh, a basic website, not a whole lot of infrastructure, not none of the automation that we have today in a lot of our web platforms and that sort of thing. Um, so, so it started, it had very simple beginnings and, and really we've, one of our big values is to make sure that we always grow scalably and, and we don't outgrow ourselves um, because we never want to want to become too big to where we can't manage it. Um, so over the over the course of 2017, we started to see things really take off. Um, 2017 is when I joined the organization as a mentor and as a leadership team member, and and we saw a lot of our uh, our current leaders and and executive leaders join the team. So t- 2017 was a big year. Uh, and, and we saw the organization grow from a couple hundred up into to start to creep towards a thousand. Um, and then over the past several years, we've we've seen some big membership booms. We've seen our leadership team grow from just a handful of people to over forty people. Uh, we've done things like redesign our web platforms and automated a lot of the processes that help us process the the kind of things we just talked about in terms of, of new members and. And those sorts of functions to happen a lot quicker. So it's it's always a learning experience for us because um, there, there's not really a whole lot else like us out there. So we don't necessarily have anything to use as a springboard. And and these are these are kind of fresh waters that um, in terms of this kind of organization. So a lot of the stuff we work through 
Um, and, a, and a big thing for us is that we're always looking for member feedback. We have ways on our website for people to submit feedback. We have a main email address for people to submit feedback. So we're always listening to our members uh, and listening to what they want to see in the organization and where they'd love to see the organization go. Because it's one thing for the leadership team to to kind of look at things, but we don't have the same perspective as our members do and the pilots do. So whenever somebody submits a piece of feedback to us, we take it to heart and we make sure that, that we're considering that when we make a change on, on whatever it, it might have been that they submitted feedback on. So uh, we've used things like that to really grow and, and shape the organization. We've gotten guidance from a lot of the other large aviation organizations out there, a lot of the philanthropic organizations. Um, so now we, we've come all the way over the past three to four years and, and found ourselves as a, an organization of over 1,500 people with a, a leadership team of almost 50 people um, that's really, really thriving and has helped hundreds and hundreds of pilots um, make those, those important career decisions. We've seen, um, it's been interesting because over the, the past year or so, we've started to see a lot of the people who started back in the infancy of PPOT were some of our first members who had zero time, zero experience. Now over the past year or so, we've seen those people actually achieve a lot of their goals and, and find their regional flying job or their corporate flying job, whatever it, it may be. So it's, it's been really gratifying for us over, over our very recent history to actually see a, a lot of the people who truly started at ground zero um, really achieve those goals. Do you have any data on um, kind of the services you provide and how that would actually help someone in their career? Or is it just kind of, are you still like in the process of gathering all the data and figuring out what the, how best this, this kind of program is for a student? So that's a great question because that's actually one of our priorities right now in the project that we're working on. Um, we realized that we have a lot of numbers about how many members we have, how many mentors and mentees we have, and maybe what companies they work for, and a little bit of, of background information on them. But we've realized over the past half year or so that a huge factor in improving and growing our organization is understanding more about our membership and how they can benefit from PPOT. So we're actually in the process right now of, or, of conducting an organization-wide audit um, that's sifting through our membership data and is essentially going to produce a lot of those stats that, that you were kind of talking about. So that, that's been something that over in the past we haven't really had that big of a need for because we had a, a very manageable membership size and we, we almost knew a lot of our members personally. So we kind of had a good pulse of the organization. But as the organization's grown to thousands of people, then you're talking a little bit tougher job to manage. So that, that's one thing that we've realized is going to be a huge key to success for us down the road is understanding what, um, who our membership is and, and what ways they can best benefit from PPOT. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's free service, so you're going to benefit out of it no matter what you use. You'll get something out of it for sure. So if not, just a friend, you know, so it's a... It's a great service that you offer, and it's something that I think is really cool. Um, talk about the process of signing up or where they go to sign up, kind of like promote your site, the sign-up process, Instagram, social media, where they can get more information about this. Yeah, absolutely. So people, if they visit the website at thepppot.org, so that's T-H-E-P-P-O-T.org, 
that's going to be a plethora of information about everything PPOT related. Um, you're going to be able to find some about us stuff. So you learn a little bit about the organization and then that has all the sign-up forms, rather it be for an interested pilot, an interested mentor, whoever it may be. Um, so to join the organization is very, very simple. The Literally the only step that you have to complete is to fill out that form, um, rather it be the interested pilot or interested mentor form. From there, you, our team is going to get your information and they're going to be able to connect with you personally to discuss the next steps. Um, so once that's the only thing that you have to do on your part is submit that form. And then once we have your information, then we'll be able to talk to you. We'll be able to make sure you understand what the organization's about, understand what your needs are in a mentor um, so that we can get you paired up with the, the most appropriate mentor uh, if there's any sort of special situations or anything like that, uh, and then go from there. Uh, the process for the Institute of Mentors is very similar. Again, just submitting that forms, the thing that kickstarts the process. And then from there, one of our team members is going to reach out uh, to that pilot and that mentor to, to talk a little bit about the organization and make sure that everybody has good expectations and knows what they're getting into just so that, that we can set ourselves up for success. So uh, again, the, our, our website's really the go-to for all of that, theppot.org, T-H-E-P-P-O-T.org. Um, and that's that's a really good place to get all that information. And that has um, links to our social media and, and has our contact forms as well in case there, there's anything on there that uh, the website doesn't immediately answer. Um, we, you can get in contact with our, uh, our leadership team otherwise. Uh, outside of the website, we're super active on Facebook, uh, Professional Pilots of Tomorrow. The at is Professional Pilots. Um, so that's that's really a way we publish a lot of interesting stuff on the Facebook. Not only do we we publish a lot about our membership and and success stories from from our members and, and just news and all that kind of stuff, but we try to curate and and publish a lot of really relevant news and and interest pieces on uh, the flight training and airline and and those sort of industries. So uh, not only is the Facebook page a great place to um, to, to keep connected with the organization, but you're also going going to benefit from a lot of a lot of good information popping up on your timeline. Uh, and then the last one, um, the Instagram is also at Professional Pilots. Uh, that'll take you to the PPOT Instagram, and we we kind of syndicate a lot of our our stuff on there as well. Perfect. Well, is there anything else that I kind of haven't asked or missed out on that you want to share with everyone? I think we've covered a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. um, I obviously encourage everybody to check us out. And uh, especially if you're somebody who finds yourself in, in need of some guidance. And even if you don't need it now, even if you might need it in the future or, or, or just somewhere down the road, I'd encourage you to go ahead and get connected and, and start that relationship early um, to, make, to make sure that you have those tools for success in your career all the way along the way. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming on and uh, professional pilots of tomorrow sounds like a great opportunity for anyone that wants to get into aviation and make a career out of it. It's uh, something that I've been preaching for a while and talking about pretty much in every single episode is the importance of having a mentor and why you absolutely need to have a mentor to help you get the job you want or even help you build your time. It's like, like we talked about earlier, a lot of these jobs are filled by friends of friends and mentors and just word of mouth. So you're not going to get that information if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have someone to offer you these steps and the processes of building your time. So it's a great service you guys offer. And I think it's something that anyone could benefit from. So if you are interested, please go to their website, check it out, follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, social media, everything, whatever. 
it's a great opportunity for everyone to figure out more about the industry and figure out the best way for you to build your time and to get to the job or to get the job of your dreams. Absolutely. Second, all that. Yeah. Well, uh, Cameron, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, we can kind of debrief a little bit afterwards, but like I said, thanks for everything you guys do. I think it's a great program. Yeah. Thanks for having us. No problem. And that is a wrap on episode number 81 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. You can check us out on our website, pilotthepilothq.com. If you have any feedback for me, email me, pilotthepilothq at gmail.com. Or if you'd want to be on the episode or want to be on the podcast and you have a guest idea, go ahead and email me as well. I'm looking for more guests and I'm looking for more interviews. Aviation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, happy flying.